0: This meeting is being recorded. All right. Welcome back to the Lindroth Hockey Podcast. We are back with the show. We are in partnership with Black and Gold Hockey Productions. You're here with both co-hosts, father and son duo today, Andrew and Jim. Dad, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great, Andrew. So we are on our own here today talking uh, about the dreaded Bruins collapse. Next year, what they're looking at as far as cap space. So let's get into it, Andrew, Boston Bruins.
0: Yeah, so right now, Dad, I'm pulling up uh, big thanks to Bruins' cap space on Twitter. They, they're they always the people that keep us updated. But, Dad, you're looking at it, too. We're looking at the summer 2023 cap projection. If any of you are listening to that, pull it up, too. But uh, right now, the Bruins got screwed, Dad. I mean, not screwed, but uh, the, the cap space got dwindled because of Krejic and Bergeron's uh, bonus overages, which were almost $5 million. That gets our cap space to a little bit, just a hair below $5 million. Dad, the main things that we want to discuss today is obviously our defensive core. That will need to be shaken up a bit because they're the ones that got beat up in the playoffs. And we've got other guys like Mike Riley, Zaboro, Forbert, Grizzlick. We need to figure out what we're doing there. And then we need to talk about the forward lines, Dad. Obviously, the the unrestricted free agent holes, the number one center hole, whether Bergeron comes back or not. And, Dad, if you look on the sheet, if anybody else is looking too, in the red with the restricted free agent with the money in there, that is their minimum qualifying offer that the Bruins have to offer them if they wish to keep them or make an offer. That is not included in the cap space. So right now, you leave those players out, Frederick, Laucon, Swayman, it's still a little under 5 million. So, Dad, I've been talking too much. So, let's get your opinion. Let's start with the forward. Let's start with the forward core first. Bergeron, Bertuzzi, Hathaway, Nosek, Krejci, Felino, all unrestricted free agents. Of course, Lauco and Frederick restricted. I don't think we really need to talk about Lauco and Frederick, Dad. They're restricted free agents. They'll most likely be resigned. Do you think that we should skip out on Frederick and Lauco for any reason?
1: I mean, I like Lauco, uh, you know, during the latter part of the season and even in some of the playoffs that he, that he played. Uh, but he's definitely just a fourth line guy. I say the Bruins will keep him at uh, what, 800,000 is at least the qualifying offer and see what he's going to do there. As far as Frederick, you know, um, I, I mean, what do you feel, Andrew? Was he there during the playoffs?
0: You know, I feel like he he also didn't get the opportunities because he was benched for a few games too once the the lineup got healthy. And I think that, uh, yeah, while he didn't produce what people thought, I felt like uh, not too many players did. There was only a few. But you're right. I don't think – I don't remember Frederick showing up too much during the playoffs.
1: But, you know, he's only uh, restricted at one point, say, one million. I mean, who knows what's going to happen there. I mean, uh, you know, they're not impact players. They're not costing that much money. So whether the Bruins sign them or not is probably going to be dependent upon it, the uh, the unrestricted free agents and how that goes.
0: Well, and Frederick had, what, 17 goals this season, too. So he's right. clearly getting close to proving he's a top, or he's a 20-goal scorer in, in the middle six role. Maybe third line is where he's at. But uh, I think them trying to stick him on the fourth line during the playoffs and stuff, I just don't think – Frederick is a fourth line guy. I feel like that they've been making him develop his game so much that uh, he's more of a third, not second line guy, but more of a perfect third line forward. But um, with that being said, Dad, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room, not Bergeron necessarily. That that can always be talked about. But the Pertuzzi, Hathaway, Noshik, Felino, Krejci. Who well, do you, I, did you keep think- anybody? Do you know? I mean, you probably can't.
1: I think, I mean, we'll have to play it out of whether or not they want to be here, but I don't, I think Bergeron's done. And I think, think, yeah, I think, I think his family has, uh, you know, he's met with his family and decided this would be the final season. I've got no evidence to that, but that's, that's the way the body language read to me and everybody saying goodbye to him was, you know, this is it. So I think the, some of the players might know more than us, even the Bruins management, but I, I don't think he's coming back, especially for that money. And if he's not coming back, then I don't think Kraychic's coming back. I, I think it was a, for Kraychic, a one-and-done season, and you'll see him go back to check. Again, no evidence. This is just gut, and we're just, you know, uh, what do you call it, uh, backseat GMing here between us just for fun.
0: Well, and that'll be interesting because Krejci actually said that uh, he's done playing after this, that if he doesn't play for the Bruins next year, he's he's retiring. He actually won't go back to the Czech League. So I don't know if that's determined on whether Bergeron comes back or not, but it's almost like when Chara wanted to come back, we probably right. could have spent him at league minimum and afforded him no problem. But it's like you, you look at the, the, the lineup, man, and wh- wh- how do we pay for them? You know what I'm saying? Like – You've got a good young forward core, Poshnok, Zaka. I mean, I guess you can consider Hall, but you got Coil and all that. You need to start building some players around him, especially if you're going to keep them. But uh, I'd like to see Hathaway back. I know that he completely disappeared in the playoffs, and I don't mean to talk like bad about any players, but we're calling it how it is, Dad. We're, we're disappointed fans right now. But uh, Hathaway disappeared a little bit in the playoffs. I was surprised. I don't know if uh, the game was too fast for him, if, if he was hurt. I don't know, but uh, Bertuzzi was the one that shined, and I think that that was the bad thing. Bertuzzi shined. Bertuzzi's going to get the bag. The Bruins would have to make some significant trades to keep Bertuzzi. I think Bertuzzi's open to staying, but I think Bertuzzi's going to get the bag, man. I think he's going to get paid probably over 7000000 million. We'd have to trade Hall and uh, Grizzly or Forbert just to keep him, but then if you trade a defenseman for that too, you you got a hole. And not to mention that if you trade Taylor Hall – you're getting a hole and Taylor Hall played pretty damn well in the playoffs. This, this uh, series compared to last series. Remember Dad, last year, Carolina is, but, but was he's injured. He's injured. Yeah, but he, he did do well compared to everybody else that disappeared.
1: I think the now, Bruins management, I have to look at it from um, sort of a program overall standpoint. And the Bruins definitely have, have stuck with the old vets and Let's face it, it worked for them in the regular season, but they completely, utterly disintegrated in the playoffs. And um, you could see that. And and we're not qualified enough to discuss why they failed after having a 3-1 games lead. I mean, it was embarrassing. Was it age? Was it they got beat up real quick? Was it just bad luck with injuries? I mean, Allmark... You know, all of that. But I think the Bruins have got to say we need to let go of the Bergeron-Krejic error and we need to move forward. And I think that they're going ahead with that sort of decision rather than, oh, can we afford Krejic? Do we want to have Bergeron come back and offer him a million? I think the Bruins have to reshuffle the deck just because they were so embarrassed by being outed in the first round after going up 3-1 against Florida. But that's just my opinion.
0: And, Dad, I get it that Bergeron, Hall of Famer, true warrior that always plays through the injuries. But do you think Bergeron, just just from us sitting on the couch and talking, obviously, do you think Bergeron may have made a mistake throwing himself in the lineup with that type of injury, with the sports hernia dislocated thing in his back or whatever it was, like – I mean, I mean, I, I get it. These guys want to be warriors and play through it. Some of them injured maybe better than some of the well, rookies that it was, come out it, play, was but come on.
1: it was it was his father was dying and he wanted his father to see him play, is a story I got.
0: No, no, no. I mean, not that part. He was art. so he got injured that game. I'm not arguing that. I mean oh. for him to continue playing game five when Bruins were up three one in the series, bro. You know, like we could have we we could have done it without Bergeron and Krejci, but Bergeron told Monty. I'm coming back and I'm playing. And Monty told him, I don't want you to. But Bergeron said, no, I'm going to. And that was that was what Monty said. Do you think that was a mistake, though? Do you think playing these guys injured like this sometimes is like, use your depth?
1: I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't have played him. I would have rested him. Going up three games to one, I'd say, let us finish this out. You you continue to rehab. And we'll see you in four days, right, when we play the next round. Right. But, now, but you know, they, they didn't. And, you know, I don't want to dwell on the collapse of, of the Bruins because that's just, I mean, epic failure and who knows why that happened. I have, I, I think Allmark got hurt and I think that they, sh- you know, Monty shouldn't have played Allmark. but you know, when you get these goalies that even if they're hurt or players that are hurt, they're saying they're not hurt just to play.
0: Right. Exactly. Well, and too, you know, it was like uh I was all aboard trying to figure out a way to get Orloff on board, but as like a 32 year old and man, I'm not going to lie. He had, I mean, the whole defensive core had a really, really rough going for this, for this series, um, which was strange. Cause they were on so much. It was, it was almost like, it seemed like a fluke man after game four, or game five, whatever it was. So um, do you sign Clifton Orloff dad? Who, who do you get rid of in the defense? Let's, let's focus on defense. What, what do you do there, well, man? That's, well, we're not
1: done. We're not done with, with uh, the forwards. Let's, let's finish the forwards. Okay, go ahead. Do, do we, so do we sign Bertuzzi? Yeah. Was he great in the playoffs? Yeah. He didn't seem like he wanted to be in Boston was my impression before the playoffs. Right. Uh, things weren't clicking for him. It might've just been his age. He, he didn't want to be traded from Detroit. Um, but yeah, are the Bruins going to be able to pay him what he needs to be, you know, what a third line, a second line guy, I right. don't know if the Bruins are going to do that. sick, I, I think the Bruins will probably let him go. Um, you know, good penalty killer, you know, good player. Yeah. But again, the Bruins have got to fill the Bergeron spot, the center line forward. And if you don't have Prechic in there, you need a second line hole. Now, whether that be Hall or whoever or Coyle, so I say the Bruins are not going to sign Bergeron, No Nosik. Of course, Felino's done. The Bruins aren't going to offer him anything. I don't think so. I mean, there's just right. no reason to keep him around. Um, right. So I say they let those guys go. They'll keep Hathaway. I think they'll oh, you do? Lobko. Yeah, I think they're going to keep Hathaway. He's a hometown boy. He loves being there. He fit in well with everybody. I think Monty's going to say he's he's going to be integral to the locker room, and uh, they sign him because he's what going to be three four million, no more than that.
0: Hopefully less for for a fourth line guy. He was making I think a million and a half this year, and he's getting older. He's in his thirties, so hopefully he'll take a little less. But he also had I think a career year in offensive numbers. I mean, dude had over ten goals as a fourth liner.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the Bruins have got to um, some holes to fill there. Who knows, you know, if they're going to trade anybody, you know, I mean, they've, you know, like you said, they could trade Hall, um, you know, they could make a a trade even for like a Greer, even though he only makes like $700,000 and he's got one more year in his contract. You know, a lot can be uh, traded uh, for a player as well. And let's face it, I mean, the Bruins... GM did a wonderful job putting together this team. He doesn't do a wonderful job in his draft pick. So I have no faith in his draft picking ability at all. So it's going to be, who can he wheel and deal here? But anyway, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I say Lauco they'll keep, Frederick they'll keep, and uh, Hathaway they'll keep. They'll try to keep Bertuzzi, but I I don't think they're going to. It's up to Bertuzzi.
0: Yeah, well, I, th- I think Bertuzzi wants to go back to Detroit if he doesn't decide to chase the biggest paycheck. Because he, I mean, he really said he, he did not want to leave and he was pissed. And it upset the Detroit locker room. I mean, you got Dylan Larkin, their captain, crying after he was traded. So, you know, it's like Orloff. Orloff, too, man, he said that, you know, I like the Bruins, but my goal is to go back to Washington and finish out my career there. Good for right. Orloff, though, you know? I mean, he he deserves it. I mean, it was like... Literally, like Washington, knowing they weren't making the playoffs, and they're like, "All right, we'll we'll give you uh, Orloff as a rental. Knowing he'll come back most likely." So, um, but Dad, looking at the defense, this is the biggest thing to be reconstructed. You know, you've got three that are staying because they got no move clauses and everything. Carlo, Lindholm, McAvoy. My thing, Dad, is is my my opinion is off and on with Grizzly, right? You know. I'm a small guy, so I don't like picking on this small guy because he's small. But obviously, he he has a very hard time with four checkers up against the boards, teams like Carolina and Florida. But his skating ability and his transition game up the ice as a defenseman is nowhere near anybody else on this team. I mean, he's really good. But I was surprised the Bruins benched him, and somebody mentioned, I think if they're benching him in the playoffs, they probably need to trade Grizzly because if you're not going to use him and continue this off-and-on thing with him – I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not worth it, especially with his contract being almost $3.75 million. It's only for another year, but I don't know if they're going to keep Grizzly. And I don't think that – I might be wrong, but I don't know if Grizzlick, Forbert, or Riley will be around. Either three of those guys, if they could find a home for them.
1: Right. Well, obviously, Bruins is stuck with a 3000001 million, one-more-year contract with Riley, and they don't play the guy. So – and, and he can't move the guy, so there's a reason for that. So I don't know if the Bruins are going to like play him early in the season and try to trade him, but I, I don't see that he has much trade worth when he's playing in the NHL. I mean, the right. AHL. Right. So I think that they'll, they'll move him into the lineup at the beginning of the season. Hopefully he, he's good, and then they, they'll probably end up trading him. Same thing with Zaboral. I think Zaboral... I mean, who knows? I mean, let's look at it. Are we going to sign Orlov? We'd love to, but I just don't think we have the money. Right. Clifton. You know, I, I like Clifton, but yes, Clifton makes a lot because he's so aggressive when he moves the puck and sometimes makes some dumb plays, but he also makes some really good plays. Um, who knows what they're going to do with him? I, they might let him go. I mean, who knows? Right, right. I would like to keep him because I I like him, but a lot of people have pointed out, I mean, he makes a lot of mistakes and you can't make the mistakes. You know, a McAvoy and a Lindholm doesn't make those type of mistakes that Clifton makes.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's just a weird thing with Clifton's game, but like somebody had mentioned, he's been on the team now for several years. I think it's past a development stage. Like, well, he'll develop out of it. I just think that, you know, that's just the type of player Clifton is. I mean, that's why he hates the nickname Cliff, Cliffy Hockey, because it's kind of I thought it was a good thing. The Cliffy Hockey thing, like him playing physical and doing his thing. But apparently it's like a his reckless type game where he just goes out there, sometimes does what he wants. And it's like he gets a so bad did penalty. they
1: Do they, they sign him? Yeah, I know.
0: No, he's gone because he's going to make a huge paycheck somewhere else.
1: So I'd like to see I, I like Forbert, but I understand that Forbert, I mean, the guy blocks more shots than anybody, I think, on the team. Uh do they keep him? I mean, he's one more year with a three million. Uh they could move him. I think he's got some trade value. Zaboral, you know, I, I I just don't know if he's NHL ready or not. I there's games that I like him and there's games that I he shows his American hockey league play, I think. But at 1100000 million, um, he's got one more year left. The Bruins are kind of stuck with him. And then they'll see whether or not to keep him or not. Because you're not going to get much on a, just if he's got one year left. And then potentially, he's going to be looking for bigger money. Right, right. So I don't think there's much trade value there. You know me. I don't like Carlo. He's way too expensive at $4.1 million. We're stuck with him for four more years. I think it was a terrible deal. I just don't like Carlo. He just bugs me all the time. He's the softest six-foot whatever player I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, for the sake of like not talking bad about players I'm gonna keep my opinions reserved about Carlo he's probably my least favorite player right now in this team and I didn't get to you and I didn't get to watch too much of the playoffs everybody said Carlo was the best player as far as their defensemen go everybody as far as defensemen were making insane amount of turnovers and mistakes that were just uncharacteristic but still when I watched Carlo other than like the big rebound that resulted in a, a big time goal in one of the games it was like I thought he was Terrible, too. I mean, that that's coming from me sitting on the couch over here. But, oh, man. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about Carl. I'll be honest with you. But we I don't know if we can move him, Dad. I don't know the specifics to his thing. I think he's got a couple no-trade clauses, but you're going to have to focus on Forbert and Riley, really, and or Grizzly. I mean, you got to figure out what you want to do with this poor kid, you know? you yeah. got to figure that
1: out. I, I mean, now, Dad, I,
0: Go ahead. Sorry. They, they've they got holes to fill. They, uh, they, they have
1: to move around players. The defensive core did not do well. Like you said, the turnovers in the playoffs, the last three games were just terrible. They're just amateur mistakes. I mean, we couldn't clear the zone. And, um, you know, we got to have on Cappy, Dave Capuano, ask him as a guy who played in the NHL of where he sees – Things gone wrong. I mean, we don't know. We, could, we we're just fans, but uh, there was definitely there needs to be shakeup in the defensive core. Now, Allmark, I think great. He got hurt. Everybody and I think he. I think Olmark and it's just couch potato. He never recovered from the flu or the virus or whatever was going around when he got ill. If you remember. Yeah, it went through the team right at the beginning of the playoffs. And I don't think he ever got back from that. And then when he injured, what is a lower body injury or whatever it was, he wanted to play. Coach let him play. And he just wasn't up to the standard until Monty had to put in Swayman. And unfortunately, Swayman couldn't be that hot, hot goalie we needed to win one game. Yeah. I mean, there's no, I mean, you can't, there's no way about it. When you're up three, one, you have to win one game to close it out and they couldn't do it. But again, we don't want to dwell on that. Swayman, how's this going to work, Andrew? He's a restricted free agent. Bruins have to offer him 874,000. Now is that, can he not take that? How is it going to work?
0: I think he cannot take that. I believe so. I think that, uh, that's just the minimum you have to start with. So
1: if he's going to want two and a half, three million, do the Bruins go for it? Since we're paying two more years of five million for Omark?
0: Here, here's the thing. No, and I guarantee you, Dad, one of those goalies will not be back next season. Somebody's going to go, and I think it's Omark. The only reason why I say that is because you'd probably get more of a haul for Swayman because he's young, and you could probably sign a smaller bridge deal, like you said, two and a half, three million but Swayman's going to be very expensive, and he's going to take up a lot of cap space this year if he asks for even two and a half, three million, which I think he'll ask for that maybe a little bit more. Um, Omar Vezina, trophy winner, but two years left. He's an older guy. you got to think about the future and building. I'd say you'd want to keep Swayman, but Swayman was also very – I mean, he was a top-ten goalie this season, so I'll be careful with what I say, but he was also sometimes a little rattled, maybe a little inconsistent. Omar was like the true – I don't know how to, what I'm trying to say. Like, true professional. Like, he really kept it together, which I think he was learning a lot from Olmark. Swayman needed that because Rask had to bail early because of his injuries and family issues. But, yeah, Dad, I think Olmark will be gone. Either that or if they surprise me, they'll trade Swayman just to recoup draft picks. But I don't know.
1: Well, I, I, I think the Bruins will. And, again, uh, you know, anybody listening, you know, this is like any other – podcast talking about this type of subject nobody knows so it's fun to talk about i say the bruins um will let swayman go um and uh they'll bring up boosie okay yeah because the kid's hot in the american league he's gotta get some NHL experience here. And what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to pay Olmark, and you're going to, if you get Swayman too, and they're all making millions, you're going to sit one of those guys to give, uh, you know, Boosie some experience. I don't think so. So I think the Bruins are probably going to, you're right. They're going to get rid of one of the goalies. I say it'll be Swayman because Olmark is the best goalie in the league. I mean, why would you trade the best goalie in the league? He he was injured in the playoffs. I mean, that's easily explains his playoff performance. Right. And Swayman didn't get the, I don't think so. Uh, Swayman didn't get the job done. Right. I mean, I don't know if he had a win or not. I don't think so. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. But, uh. I don't know. I say we keep sw- I don't want to lose any of the goalies. I think they're a great tandem and I think they work together. The goalie hug. I think that was great for chemistry for the locker room. I think that that's great, but I don't know, dad, based on uh cam Neely and Don Sweeney's press conferences. They, they seem like they're ready to blow this team up and, and who knows what blowing the team up means, you know, they're not used to blowing up like a lot of other teams, full rebuilds, but uh you know, I think that they're going to start moving some players. I mean, I just wouldn't be surprised if they try and trade a Taylor Hall or try and make some huge trade that may or may not make sense. Because I don't see, like, if you don't get Pertuzzi, I don't see why you would trade a Taylor Hall or if you trade an Omark, Like, you've got to recoup it all. And is Bussy ready? He had a really good season this year, but is he ready? It's like Vladar, dad, right? We thought Swayman and Vladar was going to be at the helm. And we proved that that wasn't smart. Vladar struggled in Calgary, and Olmark's been doing well with us, so that's why we leave it to the real GMs.
1: (laughs) Well, and and, you know, Sweeney and Neely have every right to be frustrated and angry at this team in general. Um, Because, again, you're up 3-1. You're the best team in the league, and then all of a sudden, it all collapses. And, you know, they're, they're professionals. They're supposed to you know, get the job done. There was no reason why they couldn't have won this series. Um, So yeah, they're mad. If they want to blow up the team, I don't blame them. I think, you know, we talked about it. They went all in. They made, when they did the, um, the Orloff and the Hathaway and the Bertuzzi trade, it was all in. I mean, they even played around with, you know, you can say, um, you know, as far as cap space and, and the hall injury and everything else. I mean, they were way above cap space. They played the game. They stacked the team. They didn't get the job done. So, yeah, you're going to blow up the team. I mean, you can't – and the Bruins fans are not going to give a crap if you're in first place and you win the President's Trophy anymore. And and it's true. They are right. the best team regular season in NHL history but they bowed out in the first round after being up three, one. I mean, that's, you, you can't get around that. And right. that's what the Bruins fans are going to remember. And it's, it's an embarrassment. The team's embarrassed. The management's embarrassed. There's a lot of anger. So, you know, uh, basically I think it's, it's jaded the Bruins fans that they don't, they're not going to give a shit if you're first place president's trophy anymore. <clears throat>
0: Right. Exactly. It's all going
1: to be about making the playoffs, even if you're the eight seed, making the playoffs and then get good. I mean, look, look at who's in, you know, we'll hopefully get on um, Capion and we'll talk about, you know, the final four here. But look who's in it. Right. Vegas, Dallas, Florida and uh, and Carolina. Now, Carolina have been a solid team. Dallas right. has been a pretty solid team. Vegas has been solid, but Florida was a wild card and they got hot. Right. So it's anybody's game in the playoffs. But anyway, not to belate this, Andrew. Yeah. We only have level 5 million in cap space. Right. Bruins are in a very, very bad situation. Might be a rebuild. The fans are expecting a rebuild. The fans, I think are demanding. We don't want to talk about two thousand twenty. Uh, 2011 anymore. That was 11 years ago or 12 years ago. It's time to move on from that. I think Marshy will be the captain. You've already seen him take that role in the playoffs. Yeah. With Bergeron being out. Um, I think that he'll be the captain, which means his role will change quite a bit. Right. And... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll let the chips fall where they may. We know they're not trading Marshy. Anybody else, they can. I think that they could trade. I'm like, I don't think they'll get rid of a Zaka. Pashunak they're not going to get rid of. So those three, I think, are safe. But um, I think anybody else might be fair game for Sweeney to make a deal for some better players. I've seen some ridiculousness that I think is ridiculousness of oh, let's trade four players to Chicago to get you know, the number one pick,
0: but that ain't going
1: to happen. Chicago is going to build their next franchise on this kid.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, boy, Chicago got really lucky, man. That, that franchise was in a lot of trouble earlier this season. And I think that it was just perfect for them to end up well, getting that and revive that because that Kyle and- Beach thing is very, very bad.
1: And people, people are, are complaining about Bettman in the NHL about how this, quote, draft lottery worked, um, that it was rigged. I mean, you know, you can't ever know. You can't just – I mean, that's just the way that it is. Did they give it to Chicago because they're a – you know, I, I don't know. Did they actually pick their name out of a hat as number one? Who knows? We I just also, feel like I mean, it'd be we very also,
0: hard to rig it without people noticing, or somebody that has knowledge of that not saying something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like not tin hat worthy, but like it's like, come on, let's be real. I highly doubt it's like that. Whether you're actually absolutely rigging it, you know.
1: We we also have to follow um, Phoenix and what's going on in Phoenix.
0: Yeah, they they may be relocating after the season, man. I mean, you know, that's
1: been the topic of the last 15 years, you know, and I know Bettman wants to keep him there, but it doesn't even sound like the fans want him there. They, you know, I think, didn't they vote no on this proposal to build a new stadium?
0: Yeah. And it's sad because it was all privately funded. And when they were interviewing the Tempe voters, they were all over the age of 65 and complain about the taxes Uh, and they had nothing to do with it. So you just feel sorry for that team really. And then dad, you have their star player, Clayton Keller, his father coming out. (laughs) I don't know why his dad would open up his mouth, but he's saying my son's leaving the team and watch everybody else leave the team. (laughs) That's not really good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I mean, we're getting a little long here. We're going to have to stop, but you know, to be interesting to see, What happens in that franchise? I know that Quebec wants the franchise back. I don't know if it's true that Bettman doesn't want uh, a Canadian team, but let's face it, Canadians, this is their number one sport, they don't have anybody in the playoffs. And, you you know, when was the last time that a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup? First of all, that's a good question. I don't know. Do you know? No, I don't. And, you know, and it's all Southern hockey, which I'm sure drives them even more insane that, you know, it's Carolina, Florida, Dallas, Vegas. I mean, these are all Western, South, Southwestern teams. Right. I mean, not what you would consider hockey market. And when I went to a Florida Panther game about three years ago, there was nobody there. Yeah. Tampa, yes. Yes. When I went to a Florida game a few years ago, there was nobody there. Now, Dallas, we've been there a few times, Andrew. They've got a good base, but they also won a cup. Right. So they got a fan base there. Vegas, they've got a fan base there. They're hungry for a cup. Uh, Another thing to throw in there, you know, I'll admit it, I'm not a Cassidy fan for the Bruins. I think he's a good coach, but he wasn't the right fit for the Bruins. Hey, guys, guys going to the conference – finals against dallas so congrats to former coach cassidy i've always wished him well i still think montgomery was the better choice for the bruins at this time
0: yeah no and i think that uh somebody was saying like is montgomery's positive attitude or like hey you did great attitude too much like as in it's not letting the players have enough uh uh, accountability, I don't think that's the case, man. I think that uh, Monty would show them um, accountability when needed. I mean, look at the season they had. If you want to be honest, Dad, I just think it was a matter of the Bruins didn't face adversity once this year. I mean, at the beginning right. of the season when you had Martian right. and McAvoy injured, but come on. They faced no adversity. They are up 3-1 against Florida. Everybody thought that Florida was going to get swept. And then Florida clawed back, and the Bruins just – Fell apart. That's what well, happens when and, you're not changed all year. I hate to say it.
1: Watching these games, Florida was the better team. Yes, and they have a lot of talent. I know that Cappy and I. Cappy was kind of uh, read me the riot act when we were watching the game. We were texting back and forth, and he's like, "You know, this is a really. It's not so much about what are the Bruins doing wrong. It's what is Florida doing right, basically. And they've got a lot of talent on that team. Yeah, wild card. Just barely made it into playoffs, but that's all you got to do. And then they just turned it on, and they wanted it, and they shocked the Bruins. Yeah. I hate to say it. You remember Maurice, the, their coach, said that they would systematically dismantle the Boston Bruins over over this series, and they did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Not to end on a sour point, but we it do want to get Dave Capuano. Um, Dave was willing to come on last weekend, but – um, we couldn't in our schedule, uh, but we're going to get Cappy on because I want to hear a former NHLer talk about what he feels happened, And, you know, he knows what goes on in those NHL locker rooms and he might have better insight than us about the Bruins collapse. Also, I want to get his, his opinion on who he's going to go with for the Stanley cup, because all of our teams that we thought, you know, he was high on, um, Bruins and colorado well they're out so now who's who, who's the hot team right and I, i'd love to see dallas i'd like to see florida but i just don't feel the florida fans have been fans enough with the game that i went to when they were just an okay team there was no one in the stands and now all of a sudden it's like fair weather fans showing up because you know they're doing well right but exactly. I, i'd love to see dallas get it i wouldn't mind uh vegas getting it either but it would just be moved, more food uh fodder food for uh, bruins fans to say oh see we should have kept cassidy but I I, I I i just don't think so right now we also have some guests coming on our show and matter of fact uh while we were talking here i just got uh Uh, a a text from one of our guests actually wants to come on and record tomorrow, Andrew. So we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that. So thank everybody. We are in the uh, summer season. We've got more guests coming up here. Uh, We hope you guys will tune in and we'll have some great guests with their hockey journeys
0: and uh, we'll keep this rocking and rolling through the summer. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We apologize for the little hiatus, but we are back, and we're excited to uh, talk hockey with you all again.
1: All right. Take care.